Welcome to Sisterhood Meets Motherhood, the podcast where two goddesses who happen to be related by marriage discuss all things family, purpose, sisterhood, faith, spirituality, and all the other divinely messy parts of womanhood. Every other week, Kendra and Sophie unmask from all the daily roles required of the modern woman to bring you refreshing and truthful conversations that remind you that you are, in fact, never alone on the journey. Welcome to episode six, Navigating Roles. Mm. <laughs> How do you feel, Kendra, even just hearing the topic? What comes up for you? Oh, I'm a little nervous because it's yeah. a super vulnerable one. But I also, I even reached out to Sophie and was like, I don't feel like I'm ready for this episode because I'm, I'm like not in that place. And then there was this moment of like, oh, but that's the most the best place you could be is vulnerable and real because someone listening and, uh, you know, tuning in is probably in that same spot and it's okay to be in the moment and not have to already have, you know, perfected it and coming back on it. So not even nervous. No, I'm actually, I'm good. I'm actually really excited to grow through this episode with you and, and learn from you. Like, I know it's a sister chat, but at the same time, like your knowledge is so powerful for me. And I just love hearing from you. And when, when you said, no matter what you're talking about, whether it's vulnerable or not, um, when you said, I'm not sure about this one in my body, the message I got was, well, then we have to do it because we haven't mastered any of these topics. Like it's just messy parts of being a woman and being in a family. And so we get to just unpack them a little bit. Um, so is there anything else you want to share about how you're being in this moment, how we always start? I think, yeah, I think um, nervous is a word that's not even a bad word because our emotions are telling us something. And so it's like vulnerable, nervous, but also excited. So that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm curious where you're at because you're so knowledgeable. And I, I in this space, especially because you've helped me a lot with this too, um, with with exact examples in my family, actually. And so I'm really excited to hear a lot from you on this one, but how are you being in this moment with this topic of navigating roles? I feel pretty grounded. I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel grounded. I feel excited to share some of the tools that I have around this. And it's not an easy topic for me. I have my own vulnerabilities around it. Um, and I guess I'll just jump in by, by sharing what, what those are. And, and I, and I am curious, to hear a little more from you, like, is the nervousness because of there might be judgment or because you might have to feel, or you might have to go to something raw, but I'll just say, um, real quickly here for me, um, stepping into a blended family before I thought I was ready to have children. I had to learn how to like begin a marriage and be in a parenting role around the same time. And it got kind of messy. Like there were times that I know the kids, really needed my attention, but I was still in process around, do I even want to be with this person? Do I want to be in this family? And we just had an episode on guilt. Speaking of that, maybe that's something that I sometimes carried some 
guilt around like these uh, precious kids that just need my love and attention. And here I am stuck in like, not knowing if I'm fully here, um, you know, and so I think that there were times that I got messy in my roles there, like, and by roles, just to give context, we mean, um, like sometimes I'm in the role of mother. Sometimes I'm in the role of wife. Sometimes I'm in the role of life partner. Sometimes I'm in the role of lover and like loving connection. Sometimes I'm in the role of parents parenting, and we have to have a lot of agility in those roles and then work and then friends. And sometimes because we live in a culture without very clear boundaries, it gets kind of blurry. Um, and, and I'll also share that when I did do a lot of my own inner work to show up as the mature parent for these kids that I love so much. And it it really required a maturing and a growing up to like table my own stuff and just be here for kids with super developing hearts and brains. I then had a hard time shifting back into connection with Kendall. Like, Oh my gosh, if he wanted to connect physically after I just had a day with the kids that was like overwhelming. I was like, I can't even like, no, like, don't even touch me. Like like brain mush. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I'll just leave it at that for now. What for you, like, is it when you feel into the nervousness, what do you think's underneath it? Well, first I was, when you were talking about the roles, I literally was visualizing putting different hats on and like, it's the mom hat, it's the wife hat. And you have to be very present in those roles because if you try to wear them all at the same time, the hat looks silly and they're stacked up and they fall off and it's unorganized, right? And so like being present in that is really, really powerful. And I think there are so many roles, but the reason I felt vulnerable and I think where it comes from is just the realness of co-parenting, the co-parenting role, you know, and as the episodes go on and time progresses, you guys will know that um, I have been with my husband for 16 years. We've been married, we've been divorced and we're reconciled. And um, a huge thing that he would agree as well, that we have very much seen from different viewpoints is parenting from the very beginning. We have three sons together, 11, eight, and three. And so um, I think my perfectionism of like, oh, I should have that figured out by now. I have an 11 year old. I have three kids. Like I should, and we don't, and it's okay. And so I think it's just the messy realness that kind of makes me nervous. But as I'm verbally saying this out loud, it actually brings me some peace of like, you're human. It's okay. And anytime you have that feeling, I also have learned and I've grown, um, through this space of like, it's an opportunity to grow an opportunity to be better and do better. So yeah. I think that's where it mostly comes from. Yeah. Thank you for sharing about it. It's like, this thing is not perfect in my life. It's something that we're working on. And in our conversations, I know that it's something that you, that you want to feel more easeful. Um, and almost always with every couple that I work with when I'm parent coaching, there's a slight mismatch in how they're showing up to parenting moments. Usually one could really increase their warmth and one could really increase their boundaries and their control. And so I think it's just so sad to me when parents feel so overwhelmed by it and they don't realize that there's some small tweaks that they could make to let this part of their union feel really good again. You know, I think that disagreements around parenting leads to a lot of divorce and disconnection. It feels like too much. And, and also you have this massive transition from being in your own space to having family and taking care of these other beings. Like you're running. I always say it's like, you're running a 
business together, a very heart-based business, but you're also business partners and you didn't originally create the foundation for that most likely um, when you were just falling in love. And even though your kids are, you know, just turned 11, right? Or 10. Yeah. Yeah. The 11. Yeah. Right. 11. Kingston turned 11. So now you have one over 10, but relatively in the course of your life, you're still 10, 11 years into the biggest transition you've ever had. Like you're still dealing with massive transition, which can come with disconnection, which can come with confusion and doubt. And so I think that when we allow the system to really land and then it's like, you have a business meeting. Okay. Like where are we getting mixed up on our roles? Like, where are you kind of like, you know, coming in on the side with your way when I've already created Mm -hmm. a boundary and it takes a lot of communication. It takes a foundation of, of so much communication, but I really believe that you can go back and create that foundation. And Um, I think when you put in the forefront, what you're navigating roles, right? So it's like figuring out what role you are in, in that moment. Like if we're both in the role of, okay, co-parents, we're doing this together. We have the same, you know, intention in our heart for the better good of our family. But if one comes in with the role of husband, and maybe it's like something that was left over from the day before of like a disagreement or an argument. I know a lot of times gotten my issue is the fact that I have resentment or I have this feeling. So then he says something or does something. And I'm like, well, and it isn't even really about co-parenting. It's about Mm -hmm. I'm letting other roles like swerve into the wrong lane and cause issues. Yeah. Like in that, in that moment, you're allowing your own process with him to come into the parenting space. And so in like a super healthy, it's like the difference between having a clean and clear fridge or like a fridge that, you know, you need to clean out. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to survive. Like you can still eat dinner. (laughs) It's like, you're not, it's not like your family will die because your clean, your fridge needs to be cleaned out. But the, the, but the clean fridge, you're like, you're just clear and clean and you know where to get different things. And in that Mm -hmm. moment, you're, we'll call it the dirty fridge, but it's so random. You're, you're bringing (laughs) your stuff, like you're bringing your stuff to a moment. That's really not about your old stuff. And so that's why, I, I mean, I just feel like everyone needs some kind of couples mentor or therapist or coach or something to help hold you because we can't really hold these bigger things on our own. Usually these stuck points, these resentments have been around for a long, long, long time. And we're, and then we've recreated them with our partners. And so it's just, so I can't underline enough how important it is to, to do our like emotional healing work outside the parenting moments and then, mm-hmm. and bring a lot of love. You can, you know, you, you don't have, it, it will come in, but bringing, having an agreement to just bring love and connection in those moments. So like, let's say Kendall tells Kendall can tell, I just had a trigger when we're in the parenting moment. And if he comes over and notices and attunes and gives me a hug and the hug is basically like, I feel you, I'm sorry. Even if it's not his fault, sorry, can always help. Yeah. We can discuss this later. Things can settle and then we can focus back on the parenting. It's like, we can notice the moments and then come back to the parenting. But if we haven't created the foundation to have that connection, then it can be really difficult. So, um, and I did also want to share, I don't have the exact study, but in the, um, basically module nine of the tuned in parenting course is like entirely this, it's called conscious co-parenting and it's like step and you, you, I can't wait for you to listen. Let me, well, yeah, let me know what you think when you listen. I I got to get there. I'm not there yet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. It'll be, so it's like something I share. I don't have the exact study in front of me, but it was a study on kids who 
whose parents were in disagreement and how they basically would monopolize on those moments and kind of wedge into the middle because kids can pick up when their parents are not on the same page and the negative effects that it had for the whole family. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's important. Like it's like you and your partner are the in charge of the army. And when you're like wall together in a good way, not like a wall over your heart, isn't supportive and strong it can get really dysregulating for kids. Mm-hmm. It's almost like having your troops together, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're putting the troops together to, to go forward. And another thing that I've learned from you in the highly sensitive parenting course, which I love so much, is having an eye of adoration. So like adoring things. And that only has this helped me so much with my children, um, with my husband as well, because we're human. And really a lot of the times when we have issues and arguments, it's it's our child screaming out, from issues and things we've been through in our past. And so I've really been working on that is like adoring him in the roles that he's in when he is dad, even though he's dadding or whatever the word is in his way, loving him for that and and adoring like, Oh, you just wrestled him to the floor really hard and he hit his head and he's laughing and you think it's cool. And I'm over here like, Oh my gosh, as a mom, but I adore that in the moment you're taking time to play with him and that's your thing. And I actually saw that in the book I was reading, um, the love languages of your children. It was like, sometimes that quality time, you know, for a mom is, a, you know, maybe in the car talking or shopping with your kid, but for a dad, it is those hard moments of like physical touch and wrestling. And I used to be worried about that, but that's his way to connect. And I have to see that as well. And so just bringing that background with the roles is like having adoration for any person in your life, whether it's a coworker or a friend or whatever. And just, I think when I just stop and I am present with the idea of roles and whatever it is as a teacher or, or anything, you can be more you can have more grace for people yeah. in the role that they're in, in that moment. Yeah. You can just let them be who they are. Like we get with our own anxiety or fears or resentments. We get so like crunchy and we like want people to be a certain way. And we feel threatened by however they're being, but when we can soften into, yeah, that gaze of adoration, we, we actually see our environment and the people around us shift too, because you know, when sure. someone's coming at you with judgment or fear, you end up responding in a more constricted way. So when we do that to our kids or our partners, they will respond, will manifest the behavior we're not wanting in front of us. But when we soften and we're like, you just get to be you, um, you can see something really, really different in response. I I had an amazing mentor who I I worked for um, a while back as a therapist in her practice. And I was in a big transition of becoming and, finding myself. And I was kind of all over the place. And I remember I showed up one day and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just like chaotic. Like, this is just where I am. And with so much clarity, she said, I'm not asking you to be anything other than what you are. And I was, that was, yeah, I learned so much working there and I like got to, there was space for the messy parts. That's like a breath of fresh air that everyone needs to have. Like everyone needs that moment where someone gives them that of like permission you're just permission to show up where you're at and have the other person have no judgment and, and adore you in the sense of softening. When you said, when you said soften, like literally my heart melts, it opens that energy and that space field for like, you're right. My husband isn't going to feel my energy of like, Oh, I'm looking at him. Like, what is he doing? Instead? It's like, Oh, I'm okay. That's, you know, this is where you're at and what you're doing. And 
this actually in, this is like my therapy moment with you, this whole 20 minutes in this episode, because I came into this nervous and a little bit unsure about it. And I'm leaving confident right now, like in the sense of like, Oh, I, I, there's so many things I can tweak and adjust and, and, and grow with this. And that's the power of just sitting with the uncomfortable feeling and saying like, let's go into it. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, what was I going to say with the, Oh, just, well, I'll just share like when I was working at that organization, I, I had a lot of space to explore and be seen and, and still feel like I was accepted. And so I got to grow so much into less chaotic versions of myself. But, but if I was just like reprimanded to be and judged in that moment, then there wouldn't have been that shift. Um, I also want to share something that's really helped me. Another amazing mentor that I have, she taught me to have like soulful connection moments with myself where I actually intentionally imagine taking off all the roles. So like literally I'll be like, I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to go hike onto the mountain or just walk around the block. And I might set an intention like on this walk, I'm going to feel into what's the truth around this question I've been having or what decision do I want to make about this? Like, do I want to go back to school? It would be big topics sometimes. And I would literally say, okay, Sophie's soul, like off comes mom, off comes wife, off comes therapist, off comes daughter, off comes all the things I do. Cause there's so much responsibility wrapped up in that. And I'm going to connect with my soul now. And I've had insanely out of body connecting experiences um, with that practice, but it also, that's my, um, you know, potentially woo version of it for you. It could be going for a run Mm -hmm. with or without music or going for a walk or like doing whatever it is that gets you in a flow state that gets you out of shooting hoops. Like that gets you out of the roles so that you can connect back more deeply. When it's a grounded space of like, I'm like connecting to Kendra not to mom Kendra or wife Kendra or daughter Kendra, like, cause you're right. Like when you self-center and connect to yourself, that's very powerful. Yeah. And I know usually you share first, but I want to share the oil of the episode today because I feel like right in this moment, it's so perfect. I was sitting with this and I found that rosemary, which is the oil I use for a lot of things. Like I know it's good for mental clarity. It's good for like, you know, if you use it while you're studying for a test and you smell that same aroma when you're doing the test, it helps to connect with remembering thing with memory. Awesome for hair growth, eyelash serum, all those fun things. But on the emotional side, when I looked into my book, I flipped it over and it said, rosemary is the oil of knowledge and transition. And I was like, like every time this intuitive moment happens where I look at oils and it just calls to me that, you know, I came into this nervous in a space of like, I'm not perfect in this. And I, and I want to be better in the co-parenting role and I'm aware of it, but how can I use a natural solution to support me in that? And so rosemary is the oil of knowledge and transition. It assists in the development of true knowledge and true intellect. It teaches that one can be instructed from a far greater space of understanding than the human mind. It challenges individuals to look deeper than they normally would and ask more soul-searching questions so that they may may receive more inspired answers. So exactly what you do on your walk. Bring Rosemary with you next time. It also brings expansion to the mind. It supports individuals in receiving new information and new experiences, which can be scary and vulnerable, but it's okay. It it aids in a time of transition and change, whether that's a new house or school or relationship, or maybe a new role that you step into. 
Rosemary also teaches that one does not need to understand all things with a mortal perspective, which when I read that, I like circled that like mortal perspective, like, yes. And that's human. Like Mm -hmm. we don't have to, it doesn't have to make sense in our human mind. We have to sit with it and be open to it. And finally, what I love about Rosemary is that it roots you to be in the true knowledge that surpasses all understanding. So it's exactly what I needed for this episode to tie into navigating roles with the essential roles and natural solutions. Those descriptions are so amazing. They're like poetry. I need it. I think we have that book. You gave it to us. I want to just read through them. Like to rem- they don't even need to spell the oil at the same time, but I'm sure that helps. Um, yeah. And I do this on every episode, but it's called essential emotions. And uh, this one's the 11th edition, brand new up to date where we're at now in November, 2022. So, so I want to hear as we wrap up this quick one, just your therapist side and your knowledge and, and expertise, because it's so powerful. Yeah. And I feel like even though I'm a co-partner, my role in this episode, I also sit here as a student every time and learn from you. Oh my gosh, shame. When I listen back to the episodes, sometimes it's easier for me to hear what you're saying then. Cause there is a little bit, you know, it's natural of like, what do I need to say next? And I'm learning so much and growing so much with you. I really like, it's just such a gift to be in this I conversation. To podcast too. Yeah. It, it's really, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to listen to our podcast. And I was a viewer, not a presenter. And it was really cool. Cause I picked up on other concepts too. I'm like, Oh, yeah. um, so I'll just share briefly. I do want to actually extend an offer that feels really important from my heart that if anyone listening to this wants access to module nine of my course, that's an hour on this. Like I really feel passionate about parents doing their inner shifting and creating the structures and boundaries in their life to feel more connected. So just message me if there's contact links and I'll send you a recording, like a 60 minute recording with materials on this um, because there's so much to say, but the short of it is that um, I actually, I just looked back on the outline for the module and in huge bold letters, I, I wasn't even thinking about this. It says softening is the key. And because that's the key to staying in connection with yourself, with your partner and knowing your roles and, um, And then the two main things I wanted to just drive home are how important it is to create intentional containers to connect and communicate and really to communicate, like to send the voice message, giving your spouse the update on how you're doing today so that they can listen on their way home and just have a sense of where you are to ask that, you know, to just like really have containers. And I love voice messages because kids aren't right there. You can send them and one can listen when they're on their way home, but you're just having a touch point of connection. Um, and with that also to create intentional containers throughout the week, like you have a 30 minute parenting check-in that's just about parenting and then you leave it outside otherwise. And then you have your 30 minute or hour long lunch date where you just like get to, you know, talk about all the other parts of your life, but creating those containers. And the last thing I was going to say, but I know that we're wrapping up here is just, it does take tools to communicate nonviolently. And I have, um, like basic steps to how to have nonviolent communication. And the short of it is you have to observe, become the observer. You have to identify the feelings that are arising, identify what needs you might have that you have to express, and then have a clear communication with compassion, without blaming. And if you get down this kind of communication with your spouse and your kids, relationship feels really different relationship with yourself and relationship with each other. So yeah, I so much go. more I could say. Just reach out if you want more on that. 
I love that. When you were saying softening, and we talked about this already because it's like, it's so key. Literally, visually, I thought of, and I had a friend not too long ago that was telling me how like a family is ingredients, right? So like, I'm thinking of making like homemade chocolate chip cookies that are like gooey and warm and loving, right? Every person in our family has, you know, one's the brown sugar, one's the flour, one's the egg, but in a recipe, you have to soften the butter before you put it in. If you put a hard stick of butter in there before you mix it, it's not going to work, right? So softening is key. It's the binder. Yeah. Literally, I like visually like saw that as like, oh, you're right. And like, it it changes everything. And adoration, softening, loving people for where they're at and the role that they're in in that moment, which is changing daily and on, you know, weekly and monthly is a powerful thing. So we hope that you guys connect with this navigating roles. This was a really fun topic that Sophie had thought of. And like I said, it brought up some insecurity for me, but in the same time, I feel like I learned and grew so much during this last 20 minutes. And I'm so thankful that you're all here with us. So just closing up here, Kendra, how can you lead more with your heart and family and purpose this week? Containers. I love how you said that and um, something I want to be more present with. My husband and I have been going to more lunch dates while the kids are in school, but sometimes it feels like it's just talking about, I don't know, we're on the phone or something happens. So being intentional, but having a parenting check-in, which is going to be a hard container for Scott and I, because that's usually a headbutting area, but instead we can come into it with our roles as co-parents without all the other messiness. So it's just like bringing, you know, perspective and, um, or just bringing focus into that container. So I'm bringing, I'm leading with my heart of boundaries and containers. I love that word, um, this week. What about for yourself? I'd like to bring more awareness to what role I'm in at any time and be really present in that. So when I'm in therapist, I'm like, there's no part of me in wife, like, or when I'm in blog writer, there's no part of me in like, what are like dishwasher, you know? So it's like thinking I should wash the dishes. That's a different role. And so, um, yeah, just so I can enjoy because life's a lot better when I'm here for the role that I'm supposed to be in instead of 20 other roles. So I hope that makes my week more enjoyable and bright. And I, I know that it will. And I love you so much, Kendra. And I, Love everyone listening and choosing to expand their hearts to different ideas and, and yeah, and some things might not land. I actually encourage, like, we're just giving our perspective. We can't wait to hear more, like just different perspectives or what landed or what didn't land. There's space for all of that. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I love you too. (laughs) Appreciate you. And that's it for the sun. Bye-bye. Bye.